0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Self-Published Strong Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Pearson, and I'm joined today by my husband. Hi, I'm Nolan. And by my brother. Hi, I'm Josh. Um, if you guys don't remember Josh, which you probably do if you've been listening, he is our audiovisual guy. He's the one who makes my courses look all pretty and and makes me sound better than clearing my throat all the time. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. and um, he, he has read the book he has read the maze runner yes he has so and so have i we got a little ahead of ourselves though yes you did (laughs) uh if you're listening to this show for the first time this is the best podcast for publishing and marketing tips motivational quotes and tons of advice and ideas on the craft of writing itself based off of great and awful movies and what is today's movie maze runner maze runner and it is a book to movie adaptation yes we like book to movie adaptations they're fun. For the podcast it's yeah. very helpful. It is like Twilight. They're not all helpful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Twilight is too helpful. It's very helpful to know how not to do something. I love that movie. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> it is, it is brilliant. I will
1: not get rid of my Twilight paraphernalia. <laughs> um, that I don't know about. Why I don't share everything about myself with you,
0: <laughs> <laughs> even though we're married, huh?
1: Yeah, fight. <laughs> do you want to know about my twilight (laughs) (laughs) actually i do i think it's important for me to know it's a good workout movie for the kids who are old enough Because I would laugh Oh yes that's right We would actually turn it on
0: We would turn it on While we were working out You know Because it would
1: just It would take my mind off The misery of like (laughs)
0: Because it's so laughable And just It's a great It's a great bad
1: movie The the heavier I lift The more I cannot watch Things that make me laugh Because it's dangerous (laughs) Yes Oops I just dropped 200 pounds on my son
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh jeez Thank goodness That has not happened No So um, Sorry moving on Yes um, My treadmill desk arrived yesterday. Part of it did. Yes. Part of it, the hardware did not arrive with or the, or the assembly instructions. Yes, <laughs> and part of it was cracked, which is probably not going to matter. Um it, Yeah, it's super. It's a not superficial kind of. Yeah, part. it's like a not a hygiene. It's a hygiene crack. No, it's a the end cap of comic. No, not comic. Cosmetic. Aesthetic, cosmetic. There we go. <laughs> it's a hygiene crack. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Okay. So a couple other updates, updations, updations, updates. Oh my heavens. I cannot talk. Stop laughing. <laughs> um, so I discovered that I entered a lack of motivation slash apathy slash. I don't care anymore about books over the last week and a half. I don't know if anybody could tell on last week's podcast, probably because I was doing the launch last week and that burns anybody out, but I kicked that. Anyway, we just removed a distraction that was making noises when we were talking. Uh, anyway, so yeah, the, the book launch went really well. Um, I had a whole bunch of people buy it who did not buy any of the other books, and so hopefully they'll go back and read earlier books. That's the plan with download bonuses. And did we talk at all about that? Like, I think we did last week, right? did we We didn't talk about the book club promotion though, didn't we? No, I was gonna kind of go into detail on how we set it up and everything oh. Should is, we do that, that your, this week is that or tip for this week? No, this is the tip for this week I think you... we should probably save that for the marketing podcast. Okay, which will be happening in a few weeks anyway
1: Okay,
0: okay I mean part of the problem with the lack of motivation the apathy was knowing that there's a baby coming and that kind of because you know They kind of mess up schedules. So I kicked that to the curb today finished the outline for abel's book anyway um nolan any updates from you uh no
1: art yes i i drew some stuff that will be posted on instagram at a later time i don't know later this week
0: and what what you were we we're talking about a new goal that you have today yeah i'm trying to draw like a one big picture a week we'll see yeah That's how much time about eight hours 45
1: minutes a day 45 minutes a day yeah six days a week six days a week so I've done it before. Well, actually, it usually takes me two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but um, usually most of that is in one of the weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's a ton and then nothing yeah. the next week. But, yeah. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. Oh, and speaking of um, goals and stuff like that, I did set a goal to do a live video in the BookBub Promotions and More group every week, and that's been happening. Uh, we are talking about how to land a BookBub feature. And so if you're not in the BookBub Promotions and More group, go join us so that you can hear more about marketing. Because marketing's cool and fun. Josh,
2: updates from you. Um, I read Eye of Argon. That was fun. Explain it. I don't think I ever made it all the way through. I, I actually didn't make it all the way through. Yeah. <laughs> I made it about two thirds of the way through before realizing that it was a waste of time. But it was really good. It's it's a really old cult classic. It was really good. No, it wasn't. You sent me cr- okay. bits from it. <laughs> what I mean by really good is, I mean, I it was enjoyable, entertaining. It was yes. entertaining. <laughs> it's a, a science fiction fantasy classic example of horrible prose. Um, probably the worst writing I've ever read. That was not meant to be bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And what did it? What did it spur you to do? I decided I wanted to write a horrible book, and then I decided that was a waste of time and I actually just tried to write something good. So Josh started writing. I did. It lasted four days. What? And I haven't had time to work on it since because school sucks.
0: Yes. Oh, so. too bad you don't have a job like the one that I had at BYU where they, when you had no projects, they're like, do your own stuff. I mean, I wrote the whole entire Key of
2: Kalenia. I got paid to write that book. <laughs> I mean, my job is like that, and it's awesome. But I then go, hmm, I should do homework so I don't fail. I got to the point where I didn't even care. <laughs> last semester, or the last year of college, and I was like,
0: screw college. I'm going to write. And I passed. I, I mean, I graduated with good grades and everything, but <laughs> listeners, don't, don't do what I did. <laughs> Unless it means you're going to be a writer for the rest of your life and you don't care about your grades. Like that license plate that's like this Ferrari and the license plate says GPA two point seven. <laughs> it's so awesome. I like that. It's fantastic. Alright, let's let's move along. Nolan, um what is your quote for today? My quote for today is we judge
1: ourselves by our intent. Others judge us on our behavior results and consequences. By Dr. Henry Cloud. So um that's a good quote. Uh, what are your thoughts on that one? Uh, people don't care if you intend to write something. They care about when you actually do. So, from that perspective. So, yeah. n- you know, cu- how many times have we seen, like, coming early 2019? or And then it's, like, three years later, and then...
0: Uh, so... I have how something. disappointing
1: that is for people because they don't care that you intended to finish it. Then they care that it got done.
0: I was thinking about the self-publishing formula podcast, which I think they changed the name of that. But how James Blatch has <clears> been <throat> writing a book for like three years, and they went to the thriller horror, the thriller fest um, conference, and they tried to in, uh, interview George R. R. Martin. And one of the questions they did not ask him was, "When is your next book coming out?" Because. <laughs> He doesn't want to he doesn't want to be asked that apparently. <laughs>
1: I don't think he's ever going I think his intention is not to finish. Oh, that's so awful. To screw with people. Oh, that's
0: so awful. It'd be typical of him.
1: <laughs> just like if you've ever I mean that seems like something he would do.
0: Dean um Dean Kuntz does that too, doesn't he? He never finishes series. Oh, I don't know.
2: Patrick Rothfuss.
0: He just barely got started. He's only got a few books out. He, hasn't he has half.
2: two of the three, and it's been like six years since the last one. That's the fine. Rest. That book series sucked. I am just going to say that. The Name it's... of the Wind was like the worst thing I've ever read in my life. I didn't mind Name of the Wind, but it was the second book in the series that was trash.
1: Oh, really? My it goes of...
2: downhill? Ugh, I, I mean, wanted to die. Can... <laughs> it's the whole like quarter of the book that is just obviously just Patrick's fantasy. <laughs> it's just really gross, really dumb, pointless.
0: Anyway, so back to the quote. Okay. Um... What is it again? Oh yeah, so we we I'm like I'm gonna finish Abel series before the baby born. So I judge myself on my intent, and everybody else is like, you can't finished your series, and the baby's coming in seven weeks. Right. And I mean, we've had a lot of things things thrown at us. You know, I I decided to um, put some work into the Coven Chronicles and things like that. But yeah, other people judge you on what you produce, not on what your intentions are, because they don't know always what your intentions are, or they don't care. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's that's a good quote. That's very demotivating <laughs> while being motivating because, you know— Well, they can't judge you on your intentions. They can only judge you on what they can download from
1: Amazon. Yeah,
0: exactly. And so that's actually <laughs> true. I mean, if you have a goal to write 12 books in one year and you only do six and they don't know that you're going to do 12, they're going to be happy with six, you know? Yeah. I mean, because that's, maybe that's more than what you did the year before. Okay, so I'm going to go on to the tip. Is that okay? Yes. All right. We're talking about websites still. Um, Okay, so most authors have a blog and a website. A website is where you keep information that doesn't change frequently. So like your email address, an author picture, books you've published, things like that. And blogs are great for updates and posting thoughts and relevant content for readers. Uh, But a lot of authors choose to, to simplify things by turning a blog into a website and buying a .com domain. And I recommend, I mean, you need to have a website. And as we talked about last week, your website needs to have all the necessary information on it and easy to find so that people don't have to scroll and search around to find out how to contact you. Um, But you can actually use a blog instead. It's a lot cheaper because then the hosting is is free through blogger.com. And I know WordPress has some free options. And just buy the .com domain and then host on on the blog. You just have it redirect then? Or? Yeah, that's what I do. Um, and so that, that's a little bit of technical stuff, but you can call up the people that you're hosting with, you know, like if you go through GoDaddy or whatever, you just call them and say, Hey, I need help getting this to direct to my blog. And so when people put in like, what was the one? Kaleniaseries.com. That's a website that went, was forwarded to a blog, but it still showed Kaleniaseries.com in the web address. And so that's, that's free, you know, aside from the hosting, which is, was very minimal. It was like, I don't remember, a dollar a year, a month, or something like that, it was very cheap back then. Anyway, so that's the tip for today. Decide what's best for you if you don't care about updating things like my I have a blog and I never ever update it but I have it so that I can have a place for multi-author promotions and Information that's too wordy or too lengthy to put in a newsletter And then I just post you know forward to the newsletter or to the blog post or whatever Um, But yeah, you'll want to decide for yourself. What is going to be best for you But whatever you do, like I said, make sure it has all the necessary information on it. All right. Are we ready to go on to the movie? We are Josh
2: when did you read the book, books? Um, I read them probably close to seven years ago, I think.
0: Okay. I'm trying to remember when I read. I read Maze Runner before I met Nolan. So we've been married almost eight years. So it's probably been nine years or 10 years since I read the Maze Runner. And I did not like it. I loved the book until the ending. And then I was like, screw that. I'm not going to read the rest of it. <laughs> and I never did. <laughs> I've watched all the movies and enjoyed the movies.
2: Yeah. The second book was probably my favorite of the three. Really? Yeah. Uh, That's my least favorite movie. Probably. The yeah, the book, third one and the first were good. I don't know. I felt like the third book, the ending was just a, a cop out. But we're talking about the first book. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about the
0: third one in two weeks. Yeah. So, um, how close did this book go? Did the movie follow the book? I'm trying to remember. Um, it wasn't.
2: There's was a couple things that I'll point out, but. I mean, it wasn't super off. It's probably. As similar as most book adaptation to movies?
0: Not Percy Jackson, which was a horrible <laughs> adaptation.
2: Yeah, that was bad.
0: Um, Twilight was probably the best adaptation. They follow the book almost completely and didn't yeah, make for a just, good movie.
1: Just because they follow the book doesn't mean it makes a good
0: movie. Yeah, exactly. They need to have freedom to make a movie.
1: It's a different medium, and you have to be free to make those choices because you have such time constraints. You have to conflate or eliminate characters and make some different creative choices. I mean, um, what's it called? Uh, Jurassic Park is very different than the book.
0: It's way different. They actually but written by the same guy. Yeah, so and, he and that he first making. book, they actually took scenes from the first book and put it in the second and the third movies, and so there was tons of material they couldn't possibly follow the book but they made it i mean they made it work and it worked really well yeah they changed characters like and flipped them completely yeah nedry and hammond and hammond totally different character
1: yeah um but it worked better yeah in the movie uh
0: than
2: in the it wouldn't have worked in the book okay anyway
0: um josh give us a quick summary
2: of this movie not the book the movie oh the movie um this random kid with no personality wakes up in an elevator. <laughs> he's right. He's right going. I'm sorry. Harry Potter has no
0: personality, too.
2: He's not. He's a nothing character. Yeah. And then for some reason, some fat kid really likes him. and Some British um, kid really likes, kid likes him. Some kid and... with eyebrows really doesn't like him. <laughs> G- Galley. And then for some reason, he really, really wants to look outside this wall. And that's pretty much all. So that
0: why does there. he have no personality?
2: Because to me, he's bossy and... So, I don't know. It's just pretty much everything that fuels his character is just curiosity. And that's literally all that he is, is what's out there. What's yeah, out there. Yeah,
0: but none of the other characters really have personalities either. I, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's it's it. more
2: act, more focused on the action, you know? It's just, it's just really... The main character, pretty much, you take him out of the equation and just have... A general... Actually, that's true, because M- M- Minho could have done everything that Thomas did. Yeah, like, it, just in general, that he was completely unnecessary for the story the of the story movie. of the movie yeah. to move forward. He's he's just our viewpoint. Yeah.
0: Well, actually, I was going to talk about that. I'll talk about that now. I would say this is very character-driven for a plot-heavy story, because everything Thomas does changes things. I mean, three years, and nothing has changed in three years. And when Thomas comes, things start changing, because he's pushing things. yeah. That could have been... I mean, Minho could have done that, though, too, though, you know?
1: Literally any of them could have. Yeah, well, I mean, really. they all respected the boundaries, and he didn't...
0: Yeah. Even they had rules win. set up, the very tight rules that protected them, and he didn't care,
2: pretty much. He was like, nothing's going to change unless you change something. I had a problem with that, that the rules, though, the way they used it in the movie was more of a main character does something. Oh, that breaks a rule. Like they just, yeah, be like, they didn't oh, really the rules. explain
0: the rules to know us what the rules
2: were, and they, they were weren't
0: important the anyway. You know, yeah. they didn't make the story any more interesting because it's only punishment was like five minutes of the movie. For breaking the rules. And it wasn't really a punishment because the fat kid gave him food. Don't call him the fat kid. He's Chuck. He's cute. But they call him the fat kid. I call him the walking oh.
1: casualty. Because you know he's dead.
0: Ca- the red shirt. <laughs> yeah. You
1: know he's dead from the beginning of the movie. Like, this kid's dead. Uh, hi, we need to do really physical things. Okay, he's dead. Pretty much the only... And then he dies. Yeah.
0: It's
2: the only actors in the movie that looked like adults died. Except the kid. The, the chubby one. Right. Chuck.
0: Wait, the only ones Albie, that looked like adults. Alby was Alby. He looked oh. like he
2: was thirty. Yeah, yeah. it's true. He did. We back here alone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nolan's turning. What, what number are you turning here soon, Nolan? Forty. <laughs> Forty. <laughs> I married. He he robbed the cradle, man. I'm three years younger than him. Yeah. <laughs> so much robbing going on. <laughs> anyway, so actually, I want to. Here's another question. Um, inciting incident. It's pretty much the opening scene of the movie, right? Well, it starts in media res,
2: in the middle of something.
0: Yeah, it's the middle of the inciting incident for him.
2: I feel like the thing, though, that the movie that made it really start um, was when the, the f- really the first clash between Thomas, Thomas, and Eyebrows, Galley, Galley. Uh, that's his, <laughs> oh, yeah, Galley. Yeah, I think that was the first really when he decided to just leave. Yeah. Like, to me, that was like the kind of the, the start of, oh, there's actually something going to happen other than some kid living in a... So, field.
0: inciting incident is generally like the main character. Like, they're normal. They don't establish. There's no, no normal establishing for Thomas. So the inciting incident for the story that's a good point when galley and thomas start fighting um but they don't establish normal for us it's kind of in bits and pieces here and there And like you were saying they don't even tell us what the rules are there's no and it actually works for me because i don't care about the rules and things like that i just want to see they did creepy s- monsters yeah, and, they did
1: skip an elaborate setup that, that's actually one of my points
0: one of your takeaways, at my the end.
2: takeaways okay well let's not talk about it right now then i think the big thing is like you don't even know that the, the, the area that's called the Glade, you don't even know that the the walls close before sundown.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: that, you don't realize that pattern until about halfway through the movie.
0: When when he's trying up. to go, and then they're yeah. like, you can't go, and and then the walls shut.
2: Yeah, and then they don't
1: tell him, like, oh, they're going to close soon. They're like, no, you can't go in there, you can't go in there, and they start closing up well, it's Like, you could have just told them. Is
0: that, it. like, a timing thing? Because there's yeah. a lot of
1: things they could have told him, and it would have yeah, slowed down the movie. No, they just be like, don't, they could have just, you know, Hey, here's some ground rules. One, you know, don't go in the maze. Two, the gates close at night. Three, yeah. there are people that go in the maze, but the runners. You're not a runner, so don't go in there. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't. That's have been,
0: true. I mean, you know. it ups the intensity though, because he's like, I want to go on to go, and then the wall. I know, start but it seemed
1: it just felt like artificial, because yeah. it's like, well, you could have just told me instead that's of tackling yeah. me. <laughs> like, yeah, that's <laughs>
0: true. You're yeah. like, hey, the gates are going to close, and you don't want to be stuck in there at night. And in the mm-hmm. mo- in the movie, they do tell him. I mean, everything's laid out pretty close quickly or pretty. Yeah, well yeah. In the I book. mean, like, like, I understand you want to get to the action,
1: but it felt like. I don't know, like they're intentionally not telling yes, him stuff yeah. that would easily
2: be able to be communicated in a yeah, one or two sentences. Agree. Yeah, especially Chuck, who really likes him for no reason other than he's the new kid.
0: Yeah, well, probably because Chuck is ostracized. He feels ostracized, and the new kid is... Ostr- Everybody treats Thomas differently. I mean, for some
2: reason, In the movie, though, this Chuck, though, he was generally treated like... Good, precious. like, like They, they, precious, took care they of all him. liked him. Yeah. And so there's no reason for him to feel bullied enough to need a friend. Mm-hmm. Good point. And so there's, I mean, other than Thomas being new, there's no reason for him to care so much about Thomas.
0: Yeah. I'm going to actually talk about that later, a little bit along those lines. Uh, okay. So continuity question here. Um, at the very beginning, it's kind of like they, uh, what's the word? When somebody goes to camp and their first night newbies get... Um, Hazed. Hazed. There's another word for it though. Jumped. <laughs> um, okay, so they've got they're burning a griever at the beginning of the movie. Is that what they're doing? It looked like one. I thought, I thought it, was it was just a, a giant
2: bonfire.
1: Yeah, it looked to me like it had legs and. Maybe it was a representative, like because okay, it, it had a regular a griever, skull. Because they had yeah, like they had goat heads, mm-hmm. like a skull So um, that okay representative
0: okay. Because I was like, my continuity thing was like, they all freaked out when Thomas killed one. I'm like, but they just burned one. Why are they freaking out? Okay, that makes my sense. My biggest
2: problem with that fire is it, to me, it felt like they did that every night because it's just a party sort of thing. And so, they would run out like, of lumber. But it's, really well, they have fast. a area for wood. Exactly. That's what I thought. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, I know they get supplies every month, that's why they have a party. It's yeah. the it's the day when a, a greenie comes because then they get more supplies because they they do get more stuff. Yeah, but that yeah,
0: like Josh was saying that. I mean, if they were but that know, was an big bonfire, for dry yeah. stuff, they'd run out of dry stuff. So I, I know it's like, hey, you have like a hundred acres, <laughs> you live there for three years. <laughs> Actually, eighteen acres. Is that how big it is? Uh, that's how big the land is that they filmed it on. No, the oh. land is two hundred acres, and they filmed it on eighteen of those two hundred. I see.
1: <laughs> well, two hundred acres, but I mean, it's not all wooded. I mean, no. it is a glade. I mean, that's it's literally like. Uh, like a grassland, yeah. They've and some got trees around it. they've
2: got farmland. Oh, and, and a, a cornfield somehow that just appears for only part of the movie. Yeah, when they hide it. No, they showed it a little bit briefly. Did they? Yeah, very very
0: it. briefly. He, he
1: goes to go get um manure.
0: Yeah, the fertilizer, fertilizer. and shows the cornfields very yeah. briefly. Oh, okay. Um. Nice. So there's almost zero comedy in this movie. True. I think I laughed zero times. Yeah. <laughs> No, I laughed a couple times when somebody died, which is really unfortunate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's not really any jokes in it.
0: No, it but it's totally fine. I mean, thinking of similar movies, um, di- um, Most Divergent, th- Hunger Games, there's not a lot of comedy in those ones either.
1: No, no, there's not. They're very serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They take themselves very seriously,
0: which is not necessarily Which different. is it's the it's the genre, you know. I mean, dystopia, your world everything's yeah. falling apart, so Yeah. Uh, things that worked for me, the Griever design? Uh yeah. They um. look- horrifying they're
1: awesome i have a comment about that when we get to later ones later ones you can make it now if it's not one of your takeaways i mean uh it just seems like an awful lot of resources to create a mutant cyborg
0: yeah when the whole world's falling apart <laughs> when outside. You like maybe yeah.
1: put that to, i don't know like something else
0: <laughs> to keep civilization from collapsing yeah whatever
1: i don't know you have to <laughs> yeah
0: i mean it's it's cool because it's like mechanical no they're totally awesome living looking. Yeah. and
1: yeah i think
0: they look they're fantastic but i, yeah. I was like that's just yeah no. Maybe and spend the, your time doing something. And else. that's actually I something know. I was thinking about. I'm like, this is. There's going to be spoilers in this episode because we're going to be doing movie two and movie three next. And so but that's how I felt about the maze too. I'm like, yeah, the maze. That's what I was just. Gonna maybe say. We could all the city that. people could live in. Nah. Yeah, all the resources they put into the maze, like, okay, <laughs> it's actually in the book. It's underground and it's con- It's controlled. The weather's controlled. Everything's controlled. I'm like, they're putting that much time and money into it, and. It's not, it's kind of pointless. Yeah. You know, we're testing these kids. Why are we testing these kids? They don't
2: really tell you in this movie at all. They tell you later, but. Like all the big reveal at the end is it's actually like an actual test. Yeah, but they never explain why they're being tested. We're,
0: we're testing you to find out which one of you. Can survive the, no, but they, they tell the you disease later. I mean, no they, that's not,
2: they're they give you the to the disease, mm-hmm. most of them not all of them. not all of them, yeah, yeah, they're immune to it though in the movies, we don't know about that in the books,, uh, and that so they're testing them allegedly to find out what makes them immune, which they don't test but,
1: them with the virus, but yeah. the 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 harder they push them, no, they make a cure, the harder they push them, the more and the better the cure is, oh, in the later movies, that's why they make hook Mino up to that
0: See, I didn't, I didn't catch that. I missed that. That's... That's why we're going to watch the movies again, because I missed most of it. So that, that was, was their movie.
1: way of doing it until they came up with the virtual way of doing it, mm-hmm. and then they
0: used that okay. later on. All right. Okay, so I did want to discuss something. In the books, the Grievers took one glader a night instead of a big attack at the end. In the movie, they had the, gr- the Grievers attack all at once. Now, which do you guys prefer? I mean, which... Because I think having somebody get taken once a night is pretty horrifying, you know. Because you is. don't know who would be taken, and it, it yeah, takes I more time. it does.
1: Yeah. It, I think they had to do it in one scene just for time. Yeah, sake, which is also a horrifying that. scene. You know. Yeah, they do a good job. It's yeah. very good because mm-hmm. they're like trapped in the buildings and like they just and the buildings are from. collapsing. Yeah, because I mean, they're they're just they're not made out sticks. Yeah, they're not meant to hold a thousand pound cyborg fetus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else. Like, what is it? It's a griever. Yeah okay, it's a it's very, cyborg potato. It's a cyborg potato with like <laughs> it's, it's Mr. With potato with claws coming out of it and a stabby
2: needle thing.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so Josh, what do you think? One um, a night or
2: the fight at the end? I feel like, um, in general, the uh, happening like once a night can help build tension more, but. I mean, they're doing other things to build tension, so I think both of them would have been fine either way. It was fine. Well, the way it was. if they'd
0: done one a night, then they would still want to have a big showdown with the Grievers at the yeah. towards the end because the one a night builds tension towards something, right? Yeah. Like you were saying.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they'd have to come up with a plan where they all jump
0: in or something. Yeah. Like that. Exactly. They all sleep in the same place, so I was forced to come at them all. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, so do you guys have any comments on the ending of the movie? Are we ready to... Yes. It's about time to move on to trivia, unless you guys have any more comments. I just feel like the movie was... No, that's one of my takeaways. Never mind. Yeah. (laughs) I've got stuff to say about their takeaways. Yeah, me too. So we'll go over those in a bit. I'm going to go ahead and do the trivia. Is that okay? Sure. All right. Okay, so they had to hire snake wranglers to make sure the glade was snake-free. They found 25 venomous snakes. In that small little area. Nice. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? Rad. Yes. Um, Newt, do you guys remember which one Newt is? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He put, one. Yeah, he's the British guy. He put a uh, rock in his shoe to remind himself to limp, and I watched it, and I don't remember him limping. Do you remember him limping? No. I don't remember who Newt was. Newt is the- The British one. The Peter the Pan accent. one.
2: The little kid one? No. Know? that's Chuck. He's a tall blonde, and He's he has tall a blonde, accent. long Let's hair, see.
0: and he talks to- yeah, I don't remember him at all. <laughs> okay, that's part of what I'm going to talk about, too. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll continue. Mo- this is mostly British um, actors. Almost everybody's British. And Newt is the only one who got to keep his accent. <laughs> which I'm like, I- why do they only ex- take British actors? Are they cheaper? I mean... There's just more of them, I guess. They have a tradition of actors uh, yeah, in schools. More like than we do. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, anyway, so shot, the movie was shot in 44 days, which is pretty impressive. 44 days uh to prepare for shooting the cast spent a night in the glade um and then going along with that they they made the cast spend an entire week in survival training building tools and shelters and things like that so that they would look like they knew what they were doing which i think is an awesome thing
2: yeah that's pretty cool
0: and the director didn't like dylan o'brien's hair that's Thomas because he had it all gelled up and nice and he said it was too MTV and he almost said no to Dylan until Dylan sent him a picture of him without his hair gelled. And then he was like, okay, <laughs> too MTV. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, the producer's kids were huge fans of the books and they offered feedback on all of the actors who were auditioning. That's, I think that's good because if you can match the personalities and the, you know, I mean, Chuck looks like a Chuck, you know, from the book. and. I don't know about Galley, Josh. It's just those eyebrows are fantastic. <laughs> just way bugging. Josh was like, if I plucked my eyebrows, they still wouldn't do that. <laughs> They're incredibly arched. They are way
2: arched. I mean, if you Google kid with the eyebrows, he comes up.
0: Yeah, that was something that Seriously? Josh said. Yes, yeah, last I, night. After oh, he went wow. to
2: bed, he Googled kid with the eyebrows and it pulled it him pulls up. pulls up Will Poulter. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. (laughs) I want to have. No, I don't. I was gonna say I want to have a feature that makes people. No, I don't. (laughs) Um, Let's see. The director worked with a concept artist in Belgium to create artwork for the film. They never met. I'm like, Belgium probably cheaper, but I mean, there's some really talented
1: people. You just see somebody's art, you're like, you're like, hey, make me some more art. Yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) There's a lot of really fantastic artists in Romania, and I'm like, why Romania? You know
1: a school, good school, get some, I
0: mean, there's a lot of
1: potential in a lot of different places. You just have to
0: get the momentum. Yeah, that's true. We've talked about that quite a bit, art school and things like that. Um, Let's see. As I told you already, they filmed it on 18 acres of a farm that had 200 acres, which is a cool, cool thing. They had a budget of $34 million. Really? That low? Yeah. Yeah, thirty-four million, um, which is very yeah, that's insane. Like including the CGI and everything, you know, that's which is very competently done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Most they, of the they did it at night. So they yeah. did. I was just gonna say that, but no, they still showed Grievers during the day. I mean, mm-hmm. Grievers attacking during the day. That end scene when they're getting into the tunnel, you know. Yeah, but it's yeah, mo-
1: it's mostly at night. That's how they save money.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I it's thought true that was impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see and I liked this um the filmmakers didn't test the actors abilities before shooting so none of them saw them running or jumping or anything and this is a high action movie where a lot of running and jumping happens and they run in a maze yeah Hence Minho Mino. I liked this like the actor Minho actually ran faster than Thomas which is good because he's been running the maze for 3 years you know Yeah Minho's my favorite character by the way
2: He's, he's too, the most actually. competent <laughs> He makes the most sense he has the most like Logic behind his character, and he's likable. He has so, more backstory than anyone else. Does he in the um, movie him and him and, the, him and what, what's the Gally? other Galley, no, not Galley. Um, Thomas Newt with an A. Al- Albie. Albie. Him yeah. and Albie have the most backstory. They have the most. I don't know character progression to them.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna continue. Let's see. Um, this is kind of interesting. You know the part where Dylan, where Thomas is running on top of the maze and he jumps away from the graver, he broke his cheekbone. Ouch. He slipped and landed, slammed his face against the... That would hurt. ...really bad. That had to have stopped shooting for a while, because the bruising, oh my goodness. Probably just shot scenes with other characters, but... And then Nolan, this last one, I saved it for last for you. Thank you. Guess who was set to direct this movie originally? Michael Bay?
1: (laughs) That would have been bad, too.
0: No, Catherine Hardwick, who directed Twilight. Yeah, wow. Yeah, oh,
2: man this could have been such a good movie <laughs> <laughs> they blew it <laughs> oh, <geez laughs> guys.
0: no I mean I mean she did as well as she could do for her budget I'm sure she followed the book yeah. very very closely I, I don't I don't yeah I, I, but later movies did better and they were better movies. I think she needed more creative freedom honestly yeah we should watch other movies she's directed and stop judging her by Twilight no, I don't judge her by Twilight because it's a very specific
1: thing I mean I don't yeah I, don't. I do. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it had a specific budget, a very specific audience, mm-hmm. and then it was a small studio, very very small studio. Depending on what kind of creative license that, you know, like they gave her or the author imposed on her, mm-hmm.
0: and,
1: you know, that Yeah, Stephanie back. Meyer was very very involved. There's a lot of politics. Yeah. I mean, not all changes are bad. That's the that's the problem is like you want it to be true to your book, but also some of those changes could really make it a stronger movie. Yep. And making those decisions is difficult. So. Yeah.
0: Okay, so let's go ahead and go on to takeaways if that's okay with you guys. Okay. Who which of you wants to go first?
1: So this starts in media res mm-hmm. and he has his mind wiped. Okay, explain what in media res is for the it, it is Latin for like in the middle of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> which is literally what happens he's coming up the shaft. And he's throwing he, up. He's had yeah, he's had his mind wiped so we discover the world with him as he's like Disgorged from.
0: The... Well, it's a great way to actually do things you discover with exactly. them, like yep. Harry Potter, you know? I and... prefer that, honestly. Yeah. Uh, well, kind of. No, it depends on the book. Like, I mean, it's more popular in YA and middle grade.
1: Yeah. So he's looking. confused. You know, he doesn't know the rules. Like we talked about, it. it would be nice if they just explained it to him. Like when they give him his pep talk at the beginning, like Albie takes him, talks to him one-on-one about yeah. yeah. Takes him to the top of the tower and shows him like everything and be like, he does talk about some ground rules, but does not not like, oh, by the way, there's a giant maze that can kill you and don't go in there and they because the doors close. Yeah.
0: So what's your takeaway on that?
1: Uh is that it's interesting um, to get to the action. It, it's the cold open. Mm-hmm. The cold open is quite short. So it's the, the intro before the title screen. It's called the cold open. Yeah, yeah.
2: It
0: is, I guess, Which equivalent. Which we learned, but we haven't actually explained that on the podcast. Yeah. I think it's a good thing to I know. I feel it's equivalent to like a a prologue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, what it is basically. Um,
1: and I feel that you can use that very effectively. I felt they did a really good job with this
0: one. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, later on, like, the, ex- I mean, just the part up to the title screen mm-hmm. is really good.
0: Yeah. Um, and prologues can be that. How, but, what is Is there really a prologue? Is there really cold open in this movie? I don't remember where don't, the title comes in. Yeah, it's really short, it's only like the first couple minutes where it comes up and he's confused. And oh, okay, like, okay, 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 because I don't
1: remember. And it, he goes, Psh. Psh. Running, you know,
0: that's actually good that I don't remember because like Pacific Rim, I remember because it's, it's so long because it's like 10, or I forget, we kept we 15, timed. It. 15, it was like 20, 20 15, 22 minutes. I, I forget how long. Watch that, listen to that episode, we we Reader, done reader, that reader that listeners. Pacific Room, we haven't done Pacific Rim. And we haven't? No. Ever? Ever. What? I okay. know. Okay.
1: Um, anyway, it has a really long opening. The prologue is insanely long. Uh, it did not need to be that long.
0: Yeah, so this movie
1: uh, does it well. It's mm-hmm. short, uh, which makes it punchy, doesn't waste time. You're actually, something's happening to the character that yeah. they don't understand. There's a reason why they don't understand. Yeah. You don't understand. You discover together. Yeah. Um, it's very good. Yeah. Good job.
0: Okay. What's your next takeaway?
1: Uh, Those were both of mine. So, In Media Res and The Cold Open.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So, it was a short prologue, which was effective, and it was also In Media Res.
0: And not every book needs a prologue. They
1: don't. They don't. No. But if you do it, be good at it. It's not another chapter. Yeah. People treat it like it's a chapter before the beginning of your book, and it Mm -hmm. doesn't need to be. It should be very short and punchy. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't do prologues. I do chapter ones. And that's fine. You don't have to do it. But if you do it, keep it short. Keep it short. and And... Necessary prologues aren't and always necessary. Exactly, make it make it feel like it would the story wouldn't hang together without it. And don't do a twenty or year, two hundred years later prologue. You know, two hundred years earlier because, as. Um, which As, many
1: books do, uh Robert Jordan.
0: Well, they're like the big the biggest point that um one of my author friend makes with friends makes with that is you can if it's really two hundred years later, you can put that in throughout the story. Yeah, you can yeah, you can, yeah, you can
1: just, the character can discover the history or they know about the history yeah. that shaped the world yep. that
2: they're in. Josh, your takeaways? So my takeaways are, are, are this I feel like this movie has a huge problem with telling rather than showing. Um the scenes that come to mind most are pretty much we don't go out there sort of stuff. Really cheesy. They they don't... It takes them forever to actually show why they don't do certain things with like the Like tackling
0: somebody instead of us seeing the walls or what?
1: that's what we were basically talking about where we were saying like you could have just told him which we don't want to we want to show not tell Mm -hmm. but when you're like you take him aside and you're like okay here's the ground rules and you can have like a short Explanation like Sometimes how things. Sometimes telling instead
0: of showing actually moves the story along faster. Exactly, because like
1: because just like hey, you're new here. Here's the ground rules, mm-hmm. and, we, and you just knock them out, and then that scene, and then you watch him break yeah. all of those rules and yeah. the consequences of breaking them, and then why Galley's mad because he's like, you you know we don't do a, you did a, so now this happened. We don't do b, so you you did b. Sorry, this happens. You know what I mean? So you can yeah. see the cause of effect It goes down the list of and, things you're not supposed to do, and then he gets mad because he gets away with it.
2: You know, yeah, and, but
0: like what Josh was saying, um, Galley, all of his rules, he's telling the rules. He's not. I mean, it. He doesn't, tells them after he breaks yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. And so it's the, kind of
2: they don't ever really show the consequences of breaking some of the rules until he's gone through a lot of them, where right. where suddenly the doors aren't shutting anymore. Like, yeah. yeah, That's really the only one that that shows that he actually had a, a consequence of his breaking the rules. Yeah, like people didn't die like like in the books. Didn't someone die because he broke a rule once? I
0: don't remember. Lots of people die remember. in the books in the movie too.
2: It's been so long.
0: Um okay, what's your next takeaway?
2: My other Okay, my other takeaway is the 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 overuse of clichés in this movie. The movie is so full of of just generic like a horror thriller sort of movie things like people dying and disappearing in the corn maze or cornfield.
0: Oh, yeah, being and, dragged
2: out of the cornfield. And the, the griever's creeping up on him behind, and then the Goop falls on his shoulder. Oh, and yes. That's how he yeah. notices, even though we can hear the thing clinking around above him. Yeah, like, yeah, that's just a, a lot very of good point. obnoxious yeah. little cliches. It was like, funny because the
1: griever's like 10 feet behind him and above him, and then Ooze <laughs> falls on his shoulder. Yeah, I know. It's like. Because did... then when it drops down, it drops straight down and it's 10 feet behind him. Yeah. If the Ooze was going to land on him, it had to be directly. Above him, and it would have fallen on him. Unless
0: he was like, you know,
1: well, spitting, spitting out. it on him.
0: But it did fall straight. To
1: no, dance. we all commented on that when the ooze fell on his shoulder. We're like, <laughs> <laughs>
2: and then another huge problem I have is some of the dialogue is just so stupid. Like, what if it happens if they don't make it back? They'll Every, make it. We don't think about that. Just what happens but everybody if they don't knows. make it? Like, it's everybody just, knows what happens. It. They belong to the maze. Yeah. And then things are changing. Like, they say that so much. Yeah. And it just. So I got can, really bored by that.
0: Yeah. How how can authors, I mean, what's... I so sum it up really quickly.
2: Just, I guess, practice being creative and don't <laughs> yeah. just copy other thrillers if you're yeah. hiding a thriller. Or now, sophia, people yeah. do,
1: I mean, there are cliches, I mean, not just cliches, but there are... Tropes. 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 Yeah. that should be used effectively.
0: But you don't want them harms. to be the ones that make people roll their eyes. True. Cuz like what Josh is talking about like and you don't we them... all and we're huge fans of this genre and when yeah. that stuff fell on his shoulder we were like, "Oh, are you serious?" And then he
1: touches it like and then he, like, he wonders and then he wonders like, "What is what could possibly have done this to me?" <laughs> and then he, and then, he and then it dawns on him like after the thing Something's falls. above me. Yeah, it's like, "Haven't you seen this movie before? Please."
0: <laughs> <laughs> the movie he's in. Yeah, probably not. I meant that in the cliched way. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, Like like women tripping and falling as they're running Um, away from the bad guys? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. I'm going to do my takeaways now. Is that okay? Yeah. No. No one talked about the opening scene. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the opening scene as well. Uh, it should set the tone for the rest of the book or in the story. We've talked about that before. It doesn't need to be as abrupt as this, but you want to be fitting. Like, so read books in your genre and see how best-selling authors do it in your genre. So like a romance isn't going to start with somebody vomiting unless they like a, a doctor or something like that, you know, because yeah. romances are a lot. They're not abrupt. Somebody's not going to be throwing... Being thrust up through an elevator or whatever, um, but the key things are the character, the action, the tone, um, and the genre. Establishing normal things like that for Thomas not having his memory is normal because he doesn't remember, you know.
1: Right, and it does set the tone. Like they're being manipulated by their lack of memories and by yeah. not just the maze itself, by the maze that the people that made the maze make for them.
0: Exactly. So there's a
1: maze of plots. Yep. In addition to the physical maze. And that carries through the
0: entire series. Yeah. So make your opening scene does need set need to set need does need to set the tone for the rest of the series, the rest of the book. That's my first takeaway. My second one is eliminate unnecessary characters. <laughs> We've got teachers and advisors in three different characters: Chuck, Albie, and Thomas. That, that's
2: yeah. I actually wrote down. And the the Mino is that his name? Mino. No, Mino has a different role. He's um. Well, he teaches them how to be a runner. Yeah, but that's a different role.
0: Like like okay, Chuck, yeah. Alby and Thomas all teach him about the glade and they yeah, all teach true. him and they all answer questions and they all are there to guide. And my point with this is only one is necessary because it prevented us from actually getting to know any of them. And so when Chuck and Alby die, we don't really care, you know?
1: Not as much as we could if they were just one like yeah, because they kill them both, and then we, you can't care as much about them both as one of them.
0: Exactly. Like, Chuck dies, and that scene when he passes away, when he's murdered, is so drawn out and so screamy. I know. And You're like,
2: Chuck, don't leave me. And it's like, we don't we know don't Chuck. Really, yeah, we're like, <laughs> ah. You don't know Chuck either. Why do you care so much? <laughs> yes, because
0: yeah. he's the main character. I and mean, he, we've
2: been there with him I mean, as he's gotten to know I Chuck. I was more bummed by eyebrows dying because I kind of knew more about him
0: yeah
1: yeah he at least has a personality even if you don't like him he actually does stuff (laughs) yeah exactly
0: so thomas sobs and screams and sobs and screams as they're pulling him away from truck and i'm like i felt a twinge of sorrow just because you know you kind of feel bad for the cute little innocent boy yeah but not not the the amount of screaming and sobbing that thomas did and so i like if they could have just gotten rid of all of the informers i mean newt i called him thomas in here Sorry. Chuck, Albie, and Newt, Thomas is the main guy. Um, Newt has a role throughout the whole entire series, uh, but Chuck and Albie don't. And they could have they could have made Newt have a different role in this first movie so that either Chuck or Albie had a bigger part. You know, Albie could have been a little bit more distant as a leader, you know, and Chuck could have been the total informer teacher-instructor instead or, or, of... I mean, they, yeah, they could have made Albie be more in charge. And more of the instructor.
1: And then, and, and then once he dies... Then Newt takes over because Newt's the second in command and
0: then Newt and then you
1: see him grow into that role Throughout the whole more series, have it be more yeah. of a switch, yeah. you know, instead of it kind of it was kind of
0: muddled Yeah, so this applies to writing Um, I in my discern in my book discern I had I have two caddy girls like there's judith ann and there's one named vivian and vivian is a brat and judith ann is a brat and one of them's a brat for the first half and one of them's a brat for the second half and one of my readers is like just make them be the same person one of my beta readers and i was like yeah duh because you, they're doing the same thing and you don't need to have two characters or three characters doing the same thing so i don't remember in the book how how those characters were but in the movie they only needed one of those people mm-hmm yeah either emphasize different parts of their there's like so like i wrote up,
1: albie chuck galley thomas minho newt um that's a lot of guys mm-hmm. um main you know characters when when it's more action oriented yeah and it's not like them you learning about them through dialogue and like them no. doing things together because it's like he, they run
0: the maze yeah and it's just like him and minho and i think minho you know. and gally are important because you know minho is a plot device in this first movie he's a runner you know mm-hmm. and so he teaches thomas how to be a runner and Galley's the the rival the rival and i was going to yeah. make a takeaway about him you got to have at least one character who's not the big bad guy but is thwarting your progress and that's galley um and then one other person B. I mean besides miss your leader guy oh yeah we didn't even we brought even talk Teresa about her. At all. nolan loves that actress he thinks she's the most amazing actress ever <sighs> you liar <laughs> what did you say i don't know that our listeners are a liar <laughs> dirty liar no yeah Josh is like what i think she's cute and nolan was like ah it's fine. You can like her. You can't hear shrugging on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she has very pretty eyes. I love the color of her eyes. They're brilliant. They enhance them, yeah. Oh, yes. Of course they do. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, the chick.
1: She's
2: the last one. They do a lot of, like, staring. And there's... Anyway. They, yeah, they have a lot of buildup for her being important, mm-hmm. and then she ends up just sitting somewhere. Yeah. She's movie. not really important in this movie. Later on, she is, but they, I don't know. Poorly
1: handled in, in yeah. her character. In the
0: in the book, apparently she and Thomas could read each other's thoughts. Oh yeah, that was cool. Was it okay? I don't I remember. Liked that.
1: So that's why he's like
0: so
2: into her because they don't really explain that. Yeah, and there's no relationship ways. at all between the two of them. Oh my gosh, that makes okay. Yeah, that yeah that added a lot to the book that I really liked because the book itself kind of gives it a him against Thomas against the Glade sort of thing because no one likes him in the book except Chuck. Yeah, And then when Teresa shows up, they can hear each other.
0: And so and he they gets start, a friend. They
2: have a friend, and there's interesting things going on there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because he's like into her in the other
1: movies, and they don't explain it at all. Because it's like there's at least one or two other cuter girls there, no <laughs> offense, <laughs> um, that he would be around that don't do bad things to him.
0: Yeah, um, we'll talk about that more. In the and next. he's
1: like, "But I'm still into her," and everyone's like, "Why?" <laughs>
0: well, yeah, especially from our but that view would point, make sense. We don't yeah.
1: see that they've interacted in any way. Yeah, no, and that would make more sense. But they don't really, and it would make more sense when she gets her memories back. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Even though he doesn't, you know, she would have that memory of the relationship, so she would think more of it than yeah. us. And he'd be like, "Oh, I, I would really like to know mm-hmm. you." You know, because uh, you know me and you care and I, maybe I know you, you know, you have that connection. But I don't feel like they bring that out in the movies.
0: No, anymore. they don't. She's kind of a, she's the ob- obligatory girl Yeah, and she doesn't have, have a part at all. Yeah, Which is a shame because, you know, you could use so, do so much with that, you know, the only she's... girl in a camp of boys and like they could have had more interaction between her and the other characters and brought her really into the story.
1: They do in the later books, but in the first—or later movies, but in this first one, she's uh, pretty flat. Yeah. Missed opportunity. They could have eliminated yeah, two other characters and then made— Her be. Her, and then, like, Albie maybe be more of a character. Or yeah, Chuck, or Chuck. One.
0: Want either of them, and not have Newt be an informer teacher, too. Just have, like you said, have him grow into the role.
1: Yeah, like, as they're leaving the door— He's like, well, I guess I'm in charge of the gladers now, you know, and that kind of whatever's left of them, you know what I mean? Yeah. But he would take. I mean, as soon as Alby dies, he is the next guy. Because like when Alby's injured mm-hmm. and missing, he takes over. Yeah. You know. All but right. We don't really see that. That growth.
0: So we are going to be doing next week is going to be this the. Scorch trials. Scorch trials. I just this Scourge trials. <laughs> we'll have to watch it. Before. We will. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't... I You know how I am. I watch a movie once and I, I enjoy it, but then I have to watch it again to remember most everything. Mm-hmm. So we'll be watching that with Josh. Josh will probably be here for the next two movies, I'm guessing, right? Hopefully. What it's, it's good. I'm good with that. <coughs> okay. All right. So, yeah. So, oh, so you, re- you read those as
1: well. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, so we'll do the Scorch Trials next week and then we'll do the Death Cure the week after. And... We are What's doing so funny about the death cure? I think it's such a stupid name I think the Scorch Trials is a stupid it makes name Makes it sound like they're going to be immortal I'm like, do we live forever now that we've cured death? <laughs> okay, my... Anyway, sorry Yeah, we're we're not going to I was going to make a point next week about the title Scorch Trials Because I'm like, where are the trials in this, you know They're the trials in the Scorch thing. Yeah, but the, it's not like it. They make it sound like it's like a trial like adversity it's Instead of a trial where they're running and jumping And trying to beat everybody And, you know, having a score attached to them That's my thing against it. I think it's a stupid title for the movie. I haven't read the book. Okay. The End. The End. Uh, Nolan, where can people find you? Uh, Art with Nolan on Instagram. Mm -hmm.
1: Josh, where can people find you? In the shrubbery outside their window.
2: Good question. But only if you're hot. Yeah. Only you're
0: asking Josh if he's hot? No.
2: (laughs) Are you? I think I am. Yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> Nolan used to do All the creepy answers And I kind of missed that Back when Before he got into Before I had it,
2: I had it uh, Yeah where, where can people find you i like, um, Not really active anywhere Except personal Social media
0: Yeah Well he will be eventually yeah. <clears throat> um, And if you have any questions Email me at com, And I've got the Book Club Promotions And More group And let's see um, So many ways Patreon Patreon.com Forward slash Selfpublicstrong and i think that's pretty much it i mean there's lots of ways i don't need to throw everything in every time yes. leave a rating oh yeah post a review on itunes stitcher wherever ebooks wherever podcasts can be found yeah leave us a rating on re- on goodreads and <laughs> <laughs> all right okay we'll talk to you all later bye bye
2: bye